Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, a soul astrologer, author of two astrology books, uh, Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology, and a shamanic practitioner. And I help clients break free of the chains that bind. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Duchenne, Akashic mentor, soul guide, teacher, author creator of the illuminating journey cards global guardian of the akashic records guiding my clients to embody their worth and today we are diving straight into the gemini lunar eclipse eclipse season is here and this um, lunar eclipse is a full moon eclipse uh, lunar eclipse means it's full moon solar eclipse means it's a new moon it's at eight degrees and 38 minutes of Gemini, the moon and the sun opposite at eight degrees and 38 minutes of Sagittarius. Because it's an eclipse, that means it's close to the lunar nodes. Um, this is a um, partial lunar eclipse because the, the moon and the sun are quite far from the nodes. So we'll talk more about that um the the moon itself is not actually aspecting many uh things but there's a lot of other stuff going on that we will talk about um there's um neptune stations direct the day before this eclipse at 18 degrees and nine minutes of pisces we also have pluto and eris heading towards the third and middle of their exact squares at 23 degrees of um, Capricorn and Aries. And Juno is also at 23 degrees. So we'll talk about that too. And there's other things we're going to talk about as well. There's a lot around 27 degrees that we'll be talking about as we move through this. So Jen, do you want to uh, dive in first? Oh, shall we do? Yeah. Cards. Yes, let's do cards. Yes, you do your card first. <laughs> All right. So for this lunar eclipse or partial lunar eclipse, uh, the card that came up from the Illuminating Journey cards is the 22. Um, so I find that fascinating. We have that master number 22. And this card always makes me think about opportunity, the idea of moving towards what we desire as opposed to what we think we're supposed to do having the um the bridge and the path and then the background uh, for those who can't see there are hills and waterfalls and kind of temples and castles and all kinds of things that are in the space doves there's all of this promise of peace, of beauty, of uh, you know, enlightenment, if you will, but it happens through choice, through taking the path, going under the bridge and finding that sense of self that is so essential. Uh, to find peace is to find yourself, to follow your heart and your truth as opposed to what others dictate or what is looks like the right way right so it's following or forging your own path so i think we have this card 
like maybe two podcasts ago too so it's come up again I'm sure we did and it always seems very lush to be on that bridge yeah very abundant so I find it also interesting that there's the birds um in there because Gemini is an air sign and the air signs are associated with birds and the messenger and um and so that's very interesting too and it's it's about thought patterns as well you know right right there's a full moon oh yes full moon at the top there yeah kind of energetic kind of thing which could also relate to gemini or this idea of reaching up or this crystalline energy well and the two temples too right two temples and the 22 very much the gemini which is the four you know adds up to the four but that 22 is also that kind of uh energy of being exposed to what else is there what else is in our mind what else is possible you know what else are we dreaming of that we want to connect to and make real Mm. and my card um is the number 20 so more twos so jen kind of had the 2020 with the two twos and i have 20 so (laughs) (laughs) so we're coming to an end of you know what's been an incredible year in so many ways and uh we both pick cards like that and but my card is called the aeon and an aeon according to webster's dictionary is that state which represents a long indefinite period of time and i find that really interesting as we're moving into the age of aquarius you know after this right after this eclipse season we have what's called the great mutation um with jupiter and saturn meeting at uh, zero aquarius which will herald 200 years of air great conjunctions shifting from earth to a whole different thing and the air again being of the mind gemini north node lunar eclipse being about changing our perceptions and the the this card really is all about um using discernment um stepping out above taking the like the bigger view and looking kind of more long term rather than getting caught up in the detail it's it's uh, you know got that big uh, snake arch around it um which is very leo kind of thing it's got an egg shape in the middle it's got the goddess isis um in there um reminds us to give creative power to give birth to new forms then we've got floating fetuses so there's a lot of rebirth energy in this this card to me is telling me we are entering this new age to be quite honest and i really do think we are finally we've Mm -hmm. been on the verge of it for so many years (laughs) because ages do not come overnight (laughs) (laughs) right but this is good good judgment too and um there's a good brilliant quote with this in the book that i use for these cards by angeli zarian She's, she says, uh, learn to look with an equal eye upon all beings, seeing the one self in all. And uh, that's from Bhagavatam perennial philosophy. So. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, what strikes me as so interesting about your card and mine too, is this, they both have an arch, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is it's both to me about this idea of entering a space 
that one has dreamed of or you know going into the space of the imagination and what is juicy and luscious mm. that wants to be birthed as opposed to being on the exterior or waiting to enter so um, I find that interesting even though the colors aren't the same there is a similar Shapes kind of message in that you know the lushness is about entering the space and daring to mm. kind of swim with your imagination and being willing to uh, really dive into what calls you um, as opposed to uh, what you know what you think you're supposed to do and my eyes struck by this like temple here that is that yellow color that you have yes in yes. the center of that card kind of that egg so yeah it's uh and this similar shape that you you uh talked about um is more on my card but on yours a little bit too is actually the leo symbol which of course is the opposite to aquarius so we can't have the age of aquarius without having leo qualities as well because <laughs> polarities have to be integrated and that's a very creative um, following your heart kind of sign too so that you know mm -hmm. all that comes in together yeah. right and this is it this one has the symbol of the um what do they call that oh, yeah. i think it's the kedius or the other one anyway it's about healing right heal thyself and that's the, to the hygiene symbol yeah right. you know you know and and this is about healing right this this time we're in is very much about healing healing yeah. ourselves, uh, healing from the kind yeah. of diseases. You know, if you think about the mind, how our minds have been trapped in disease, right, for so long. Yeah. Um, and our thought patterns that have been caught up. And just even that thing with Neptune, right, that whole uh, idea of the illusion, disillusion and Neptune going forward with this idea of us being in the illusion of we're trapped and we can't do what we want to do. And, you know, we're being held back and others are controlling us. And this kind of movement forward going, are you really trapped? Like, what else can you think about? What else can you do? How else can you live in this world? And, you know, the, the age of Pisces, the astrological ages have been 2000 years, by the way, <laughs> you know, right. the age of Pisces that we're leaving, uh, you know, it, it had its, um, amazing qualities too but of course as we're moving out of that into a new age the uh, what we want to leave behind is being highlighted so yeah we've been kind of stuck in this kind of goo of <laughs> capricorn kind of uh, well, sorry pisces kind of chaos energy for a while um and now we're coming out into air and fire which is like new inventions new ideas being very creative and you can create your own stuff too so yeah right and how fascinating that uh, with the end of this kind of piscean influence that neptune goes mm. uh, you know stations to go forward the day before this eclipse right which is opening the doorway to a new phase yeah. uh, besides the eclipse being in the eclipse season so that's really fascinating it really is yeah I really think it's a, a kind of a crescendo at this point. I've I've talked about it quite a lot to my members, but you know, it, all the stories um, of all this chaos are kind of starting to 
come together, reach end of cycles, start new cycles. And we're not through it yet by any means, you know, <laughs> um, but it, we're definitely kind of on the outer slope i think you know we have two more pluto eris squares to go after the one on december the 10th towards the end of next year uh and you know these things take a while to settle down and settle in but um i really feel huge um optimism <laughs> miss sagittarius with all the eclipses coming in my sagittarius and gemini moon but i do i really feel this shift um, and it kind of came after the Scorpio new moon, really, this sense of of things are starting to move. Things are really starting to change um, and move forward. So I don't know about you, Jen, if you sense the right. same. Yes, uh, actually, before the Scorpio, well, I, I've, I've sensed, uh, for me anyway, or the energy or the messages I've been getting is this gathering of speed, in a sense, right? So 24. 20 is a four it's all about creating this foundation something new right but it's a foundation that's based on integrity and leanness and so there's been this gathering momentum of you know here's our opportunities to do things think things break through etc mm -hmm. and absolutely the week before uh, actually that moon I had a um, well I was very tired the weekend before and got the download that um, this was like the ending like this weekend and it was a lot of people were very tired so a lot of people being very tired and the instruction that I got from the records was that this was kind of the ending of old energy so then you know next week was the um new moon and so this complete like i just felt like even before as it was coming i could feel this sense like wow i just feel like everything's just going to work out yeah. and uh it's kind of like that's how i feel well i am kind of a pollyanna or people may call me a pollyanna although i personally love pollyanna so i don't have a problem with her at all but um um that was one of my favorite movies when i was a little girl pollyanna I loved how she looked at the world through yeah. the prism and that there was that opportunity and even reminds me of that, my card, you know, the 22, that kind of prism that you look through. And so, yes, I, I do believe that there is kind of like, even like when you were talking, Lou, this idea of all the threads that we've been waiting to fall in place are now kind of starting to take their shape. So we've moved out of kind of the, of being in that place of we're not sure what's happening and, oh, what are we supposed to do to, oh, I got it. I know what I have to do. I know what's happening. I know what I need to visualize. And it's become much more concrete, which I think is why we feel more positive because we're like, oh, I can take action as opposed to I'm stuck here. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're talking great swathes of time here. So, you know, I think we're in for a, a good another four years of, unfolding but <laughs> we're kind of past the real crux of the of the absolute chaos i think so um, it doesn't mean there might be any more right we'll still feel chaos right we just have passed the kind of build up and that's the interesting thing that people need to pay attention to right is that just because we know we're in this other phase doesn't mean that we aren't going to have experiences of chaos exactly exactly and you know before we mentioned before jen talks about the numbers of the degrees on this 
I, I do want to mention that we're in this real pattern that I hadn't noticed on the last two podcasts. But um, we had the 23 degree Libra new moon, then the 23 Scorpio new moon. But we actually have six new moons at 23 degrees coming up, ending in March, and six full moons at eight degrees, apart from the January one that just slips over into nine degrees, but I'm going to say it's in the same pattern. So we have a series of six lunar new and full moons, all at the same numbers that are really going to um, kind of emphasize these numbers. So Jen's going to kind of give you <laughs> some information about those numbers. Right. And I just wanted to also kind of what what came to mind when you're talking was last year at the towards the end of last year we had the I don't remember the degrees I think they were in the fours 20 and four or something like that mm-hmm. that was happening from November through April mm-hmm. of the new moons all being four or something and the uh, full moons being 20 I don't remember the degree but I remember there was that pattern that was happening it was four and 20 you're right I've just I'm just looking <laughs> funny four and twenty it's like that uh, yeah. mystery yeah. rhyme four and twenty something four and twenty blackbirds <laughs> and that's of course our numbers for last this year that we're in four and twenty so that's really interesting yeah. uh so the numbers we have uh eight and twenty three uh of course we don't have those numbers but they are very significant in the path that we're taking in terms of uh eight being the number of leadership. And when I say leadership, I'm talking about this idea that uh, we accept that we are in charge of our own leadership and that we lead the way we want to live. Uh, So taking the high view, seeing what else there is, not getting stuck in what's around us, but looking at the bigger picture, but also being able to take action, being persistent and not getting hooked into obstacles which is what a lot of us tend to do like what's wrong with this picture but really being more focused on how do I get where I need to go and not being so fascinated by obstacles Uh, so that's one part and then the 23 as we've mentioned many times uh, that the 23 is a significant number Lou has her thing that she talks about. There's all different reasons why 23 is so powerful. But in numerology, considered the, um, the, the, the strongest number for many reasons. And obviously, that is why it is used in so many different ways. Uh, our 23 chromosomes, et cetera, that uh, Lou has talked about and probably will talk about. Uh, but the significant thing here is 23, besides being the two and three the um, the prime numbers one two and three so two and three uh, which add up to five so five being uh, the number for next year the universal number uh, is five is about freedom and movement and understanding the freedom comes from accepting responsibility for our own actions and choices and this is what the four year has been about learning to be responsible or going oh this is up to me I get to do what I think is important my actions matter and then taking it to the next level so this royal line of numbers is is considered so powerful because it is about courage it is about the 
willingness to connect to your heart, to live from that intensity or passion in your heart, as opposed to uh, what, you know, toning it down, which many of us have done. We've toned down our desire, our passion. Uh, and that again is that Leo energy. When we're moving into Aquarius, just thinking about what will help us to uh, bring about a balanced new age is by being aware of our desires, but not letting them consume the uh, where we're going. So that balance of heat and coolness that's so important. And really understanding that 23 is about life. It is about freedom and the, the breath that we bring into life. So those are super important of understanding that this is about the motion A five is open on both sides you know it moves it's open to new ideas it's willing to not only take what it has been but move into this moment into the present moment so we can certainly talk more about that on our uh special we're having yes We'll, we'll give a little plug for that before I say any more about the 23. Jen and I are offering a free um, overview uh, call for 2021. Full details can be found on our Instagram bio or on our Facebook page. Um, it's on the 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, which is 2 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, if you come and register for it, you'll just get a simple Zoom registration. It's completely free. You can either attend live or I'll email the recording out to you so you can be sure not to miss it. Um, so come and sign up for that and um, enjoy finding out what 2021 brings. So back to 23s. Um, on this, this, of course, is a full moon at eight degrees, but we do have Pluto, Eris and Juno at 23 degrees on this full moon. So it's still a significant number um, on the full moon. 23 is believed by the Discordians who <laughs> who worship the goddess Eris to be her number. And um, it's interesting that she is at 23 degrees of Aries, uh, making these five squares to Pluto as we go through this tremendously chaotic time of transformation into the new age. Interestingly, she was at 23 degrees of Aries when Columbus um, is supposed to have discovered um, America, which he landed in a completely different place, really, but it's still significant because it's celebrated. Um, in the USA. So that's um, why, you know, there's a multitude of reasons why the chaos has been um, very centered in the USA. But of course, that ripples out to the whole world. Um, but interestingly, as well, at 23 degrees, we have Juno at 23 degrees Scorpio, which is the degree of the last new moon on this full moon and Juno is a really interesting asteroid these asteroids and and um dwarf planets are becoming more um in our consciousness as all this uh, time as we go through this shift into the new age and Juno you know she's generally thought of as the marriage asteroid but I think she's so much more I think she's our sacred marriage to each other in general um, you know, she indicates that we are all connected 
in in mythology the the goddess juno she um she represented the rights of women children the marginalized um which eris also is an outsider she's kind of the um un, uninvited kind of person so we've got this um energy of the people uh, the marginalized the forgotten ones all being brought into um, this full moon in uh, in big ways, and with Pluto, the god of transformation and death and rebirth, um, he's there, kind of saying it's time for them to rise up. And I don't mean rise up in, although I did talk about Eris um, with her pitchfork <laughs> this morning in my post because she is quite a, a warrior kind of energy. But it really is, you know, there's so many indicators that uh, kind of this, the structures of our patriarchal society are collapsing and we have the potential to head to a more egalitarian society as we enter this age of Aquarius. Right. And I think, too, one uh, it's not to say that one necessarily welcomes the idea of people going out there with pitchforks or anger or any of those things or high energy of uh, opinion. Uh, but however, this is a necessary part of process. Like we do need to hold people accountable. We do need to have boundaries. We do need to be tough sometimes. And this is the time like we can just look at the structures of political, et cetera, or maybe even the workplace, mm-hmm. how those in charge have continued to kind of pull on the vehicle of power and get everyone to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. And in order to change those people, and we've talked about it, not going to go, oh, you don't like this? Okay, here, I'm going to let you do it. So there is going to be a necessary um war of sorts or fight or um, standing up. I like to talk about it being something we stand up for as opposed to uh, anything else, because it helps us understand what we're doing as we're standing up for ourselves. We're taking back what is ours. We are reconstituting our beliefs, what is valuable to us, what is necessary to us. And the way we do this is by having a lot of things taken away from us, mm-hmm. about getting into very lean times, which we are, all of the experiences we're having now making us what we might call angry, but it's part of that waking up. We wake up often when we're angry or we have emotion around it. And so learning how to use the emotion so that we are not reacting, but we are choosing what how we're going to use it that's strategic that's the energy of um, athena which is uh, so important we need to be strategic and a lot of the female energies that are coming into play are very strategic and so this is part of it that woman or the energy of whatever you want to call it female or that part of us that intuitive side of us that's highly strategic highly imaginative highly aware even tapping into that eight that sense of leadership is about knowing the timing and having a strategy and holding the vision about what we're doing and where we're going instead of just madly going around just doing things just because we feel like it or it feels good it's like let's be strategic and it makes me think of that woman in georgia um stacy abrams oh yes uh, right so her 
you know, she's a great example of this type of energy I'm talking about. Uh, because she, we can see how her strategy has worked. She, when she was, uh, when her election was stolen from her, she didn't, she may have been very angry, but she chose to, and rightfully so, but she chose to uh, win by going out and getting people, um, like I think she get like 90,000 people registered to vote. And, uh, you know, so impacting people and life and the things she believes in and so not just like this is about me but actually doing this in that egalitarian way that benefits her and all of us because we all then are pulled into this energy of we're all pulling the chariot towards the strategy we believe in and so those are great examples of how we do this you know, and we see the exact opposite with the patriarchy and, and, and you know, it's, it's like falling apart because everything is being exposed. However, it's not enough that it is exposed. We actually have to hold their feet to the fire, right? We have to yeah. make them accountable, not just lie back and go, oh, there's nothing we can do. Look, this is what they're doing. It's like, no, we have to have a strategy. And that's why we need leadership, right? And and so, go ahead. There's so many examples of this, you know, this, I call it pitchfork energy, but it is strategic pitchfork energy. You know, the Justice Democrats in the USA, they've got new, you know, AOC, she was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she was one of them. There's all the squad, as they call them. Corey Bush is a new member. There's There's some new ones coming in. They're all ordinary people. You know, um, if you've not heard of Cori Bush, look her up, C-O-R-I. But, um, you know, she she was filming herself yesterday going um, to um, a thrift store to buy clothes suitable to be in Congress with because she doesn't have the money. You know, this is the ordinary people in coming in to uh, to change things, you know. Right. Yeah, it's such a key thing because not only are they ordinary people but they know how to use instagram and and cameras and all of these things that those old fuddy-duddies don't know how to use and they're bringing us with them they're helping us to understand things and uh, recognize the power of the people which is so important and that's what eclipses are about the power of the people the moon etc so that's gemini's the people too it's right Right. and it's community it's coming together with community and and with the south node being in sagittarius with the sun in sagittarius on the full moon that's the releasing and that's releasing the old beliefs and um old dogmas of how it should look um we've also got mercury the ruler of uh gemini so the ruler of the moon itself at 27 degrees of scorpio um close to that Juno that I mentioned, but also in um, an exact square to Pallas Athena, the wise strategist again. So when Mercury is communication and voice and ideas and mind. So we've got that mental energy again of think how we're going to do this. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that's really so important. I did want to talk about the numbers uh, besides the 23 and 8 is just the numbers of the day. You know, the 8, of course, the moon and sun at 8 degrees, 
uh, 37 minutes. So um, that's a nine together when you add it up, because 37 is one. So is, the nine is really important in this um, eclipse mm -hmm. because we have this on the 30th, the, the, the day. So that's a three. It's an emotional number. It's about connecting to our own desires. But it, the universal date is an 18, which is a nine, which is about ending. And I call this the, the number of the ego, kind of ending the ego or the part of the ego that is um, uh, often makes us forget strategy, right? So we get so involved in our own feelings and what we want to do to somebody else that has done something to us um, that it's really important to understand that when we release that energy of blame and shame and all of that, and we get focused on what the big vision is, it changes everything. The other thing that's fascinating is besides the sun and moon being that leadership moving into endings and the nine being not just about endings or breaking down of the kind of illusion that we can't be who we are, we can't play ourselves in the world, is also that connection to each other, that we are all one, that there is forgiveness and compassion and all of these things available to us when we go into the emotional component of what actually activates us. So that's a fascinating kind of idea when we think about this, this energy. And remembering that November is a 15 universal month. So we have a six, we have three, six, and nine, all activated so this is interesting. We have three, six, and nine, which are all the emotional numbers activated. And then we have the two, four, and eight activated because we're in 2020. So we have the two and the four, and then we have the eight. So the two, four, eight, and the three, six, nine, all activated. So it's the manifestation of our emotional uh, security or certainty going forward, breaking away from the old idea that somehow we've been imprisoned, which is part of that Piscean age, the imprisoning and this kind of awakening into this energy. We are not prisoners. We have so much that's available to us and we have all of these uh, elements working towards it. And then we have all of those numbers at, well, first of all, Neptune at 18, which, I mean, it just can't be more perfect than that, right? Nine, nine. <laughs> right. Nine minutes. Right? Yeah. So. Exactly. So again, that reminder, this is the ending. We're breaking free of that kind of feeling of being imprisoned, that we can't do anything, that we're helpless, the illusion, the disillusion, and coming out of it, if we choose, right, out of that, um, what do you want to call those things? Addiction, out of addiction of being trapped. And... Um, and then, of course, uh, Mercury at 27, which is a nine. Mm -hmm. And what else do we have? We also have Palestina at the nine. Um, Sedna at the nine. Sedna, right? So this is really interesting that this nine is pushing us, the strategy is pushing us to realize instead of making ourselves too small or too big, just knowing we are equal and, and all powerful in the sense that all of us are equal and we have equal opportunity to be heard as proof by what you were talking about, AOC and just these ordinary people having a desire and finding their way into places of power and making a difference. Yeah. 
And um, I want to mention there's a couple of ones as well. So we also have the the new beginnings um, in there. And, you know, Jen's the numerologist, not me. But um, one recent addition to my chart makeup is um, is Halmea. And she has been being squared by all the Capricorn energy as well and is going to be squared over the next few months, couple of years, um, if you like. And she is rebirth. She's fertility and birth. Um, and in Libra, she's over there at 28 degrees of Libra and she keeps being activated. But we also have the only, apart from the moon, Venus was the only female named energy in our cosmos until we discovered all the asteroids <laughs> and dwarf planets. And she's at uh, one degree, well, 10 degrees of Scorpio. So a one there too. So we have some new beginnings there as well. So endings yeah. and beginnings. It's, uh, right, yeah. which is interesting because they're all female energies, mm -hmm. right? And these are the endings uh, are... Um, there are some female, but it's a lot of the older energies in the sense of shifting from kind of this more rigid thing into this more open, compassionate energy where we want to have new beginnings. Mm. So it's like that fire of, um, we talked about that fire of Leo moving or awakening the warmth in the heart even though the mind is very clear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that is such a great um, combination, I think, in, uh, in living. I mean, Saturn is at uh, 28 too, but, um, you know, Saturn's, I, I have this big theory, Saturn rules Capricorn, there's no doubt about that. And Saturn has always been talked about as a male energy um, through the patriarchy. And really since the beginning of astrology, but Saturn rules Capricorn, which is actually a yin or night or earth female energy. So Halmea uh, is exactly square to Saturn in Capricorn on this. And Saturn is moving forward to move into the into Aquarius to uh, start all this off, really. It's almost like Halmea, the goddess of birth, is saying rebirth yourself saturn there's so many things i could say about saturn there was all these occultations last year in 2019 so mini eclipses of saturn right throughout the year it's like we're being asked to reclaim like the crone energy of saturn rather than this belief this belief that it all has to be this rigid um hard patriarchal energy i think it, the energy itself we are being asked to feel it differently to see it differently um, yeah right it was funny when you were going into belly i thought you were going to go billy goat that was really funny <laughs> billy goat but <laughs> being the sea goat but also saturn is the ancient ruler of aquarius so yes. what better way to move into this new age with the to me even though saturn is uh, has feminine energy there is also the masculine that needs to be reawoken you know the divine masculine which you know patriarchy has not been the divine masculine at any in any way shape or form that is all being sublimated so here is Saturn kind of reclaiming its divine nature in the pool of divinity, the pool of all of this female energy. 
rebirthing at, at 28, bringing in that sense of, um, you know, divine masculine is definitely in balance with its divine feminine. There is uh, no doubt, right? Well, it's uh, to my mind, it's a continuum. It's not two separate things. It's right. Exactly. I mean, that's what all of this is about. It's about this idea, uh, even the number six, which is uh, activated all through November six, which is the number of the, um, you know, Heroes Gamas, the male female that recognizes all the intuition and the action that it's all one. We're not separate. And all of the patriarchy has been about separating things so that some people could have all the power. And when you bring it all back and you go, well, no, we all have power, right? And we're all seeing that in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so fascinating. And the other part is the um, nodes are at 19. So that's a one too, right? So it's that energy and it's with the nine. So it's that energy of we're moving away from organized religion, which is so interesting when you think about the Piscean age was ruled by religion mm-hmm. and the idea of that. Uh, and that's basically what they did. They took all the ideas and said, no, we're going to put it under this one God and we're going to be the people who decide what God said and what it all means. Uh, putting fear into people right so that whole thing how interesting that that is like you know now uh, with the um, nodes uh, being activated of course because of the eclipse but also because of the 19 that idea like letting go of the beliefs that have been bound and also speaking of the nodes being at 19 degrees then the nodes move backwards through the the signs so so far since the nodes have been in gemini and sagittarius they've been um at the last 10 degrees of each sign so now they've moved into the middle 10 degrees and and there's a um a a thing in astrology called decans or decanates um, which divides each sign up into the three 10 degrees of the 30 degrees and the this middle decan of gemini is actually the Aquarius decan. So, <laughs> so the nodes. That's so funny. <laughs> I know, so the nodes have moved back into the energy of Aquarius and Gemini, really for the for these eclipses. And uh, so there's another sign of you know all this all these stories kind of coming together. You know everything keeps pointing to a, a pattern, to my mind. Right. And it's so interesting that we have like Venus, which is the only female that was kind of representative in the field before, right? Mm -hmm. She's at that 10, that kind of new beginning, which is also about manifestation. And then Saturn also, you know, the old father time, this energy of, um, you know, is it male? Is it female? Like that, you know, fullness of like, yeah, I'm stepping back into my wholeness, into my masculine, feminine wholeness. Um, you know, it's just fascinating. And then with the notes, just thinking about how, you know, in our world, religion has, or, or kind of the set belief has um, controlled how we've lived, right, for at least the last um you know, for the whole Piscean age that lasts 2,600 years and, of course, beyond that. But where it was feeding our brains and now we're moving in the opposite direction where our imagination gets to feed the belief. So it's like breaking 
ties with uh, this kind of rigidity of belief, like you can only fit into this place. And uh, I've noticed that, you know, even with myself and with a lot of my clients, a lot of working with clients that are that are coming with this rigidity of belief that they're trying to break through because they're like, oh, this is so painful. And why do I feel like this? Right. And being able to break through that energy because it has imprisoned us. It has made us feel like, oh, I can't do this. Like when you think about how afraid we are to do things because somebody will ostracize us again that heiress thing will be the outsider Uh, and uh you know or i won't get approval i won't get love and it's all total bullshit right but we still are moved by it right we're controlled by it yeah absolutely (laughs) so just another quick ad break as it were (laughs) i'd like to mention not only our free call but our patreon um our we have a patreon patreon dot com forward slash weirdly magical uh for just three dollars a month you can support the running of this podcast and support our work and each uh podcast um episode we also do a separate recording of card pools for patreons only so please consider supporting our work so back to the um lunation (laughs) um i find it this is just so amazing i also find it quite um interesting that um jupiter and Pallas athena and saturn are at 26 27 28 degrees they're all kind of lined up and they're all going to march into aquarius right after this starting with Pallas athena she will pass saturn then um then jupiter then saturn and they'll all converge at the beginning of Aquarius with Pallas Athena, the wise owl. For those watching on <laughs> on uh, YouTube, you can see the owl behind me. Uh, she's kind of my goddess. And um, it, she's, as we said, the strategist. And she is actually considered to be a bit of a, a not if not the ruler, very associated with Aquarius. Um, she's the astrologer's asteroid, <laughs> interestingly, as well. And so we're moving into this age as these three march in after this full moon and into December, where, um, you know, we start to see the bigger pictures going back to the card I pulled, the Aeon, where we start to see patterns, we start to see what we need to do, we start to see what needs deconstructing and what needs taking apart. And I absolutely love that they're all lined up in, in like soldiers in a row at the moment. And then um, Pallas Athena is going to lead the charge afterwards. Right. <laughs> Pulling ahead. And how interesting that she's the one that enters first. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the not only the strategists, which makes sense, but also the one who knows the bigger picture right the visionary the one who will look and go this is what this is i'm setting the stage for the next phase and then comes jupiter which is then bringing the expansion and then comes saturn which is then okay now we start to lay down the foundation right yeah it's that and those threes right that thing about the the three that is so interesting of course the triumvirate the very important part of being human Mm -hmm. uh, and being on earth is the number three and it is represented today because we in this uh, eclipse 
it's on the 30th. Right? Yeah. So that's that expansive three, that very creative. Um, it's a number that we will, it's showing up in the 23. It will be important next year because we have a 21, which is a three. And I think we also have some threes. Ceres, is it? Ceres, that's right. So yeah. interesting. So Ceres, the harvest, the kind of energy of the bringing or springing into this idea of what are we birthing? Because this is the time we actually seed is in the winter. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, we're seeding in the winter, not in the spring, right? Because this is the time to strategize is when it is cold. And of course, if you're on the north, east, um, southern hemisphere, you're in a different um, rotation. Mm. But thinking about strategy, right, regardless, because our year uh, ends. And so we need strategy for the next year. We look back, we go, what have we done this year? What is it? What have we learned? What do we need to take forward? And so many of us have learned so much this year from being in this crazy uh, experience of being shifted, mutated. And now we're moving into this great mutation. So what strategy and what hope and what vision are we going to put into this pool of the, the zero, the new, totally, you know, pre-new beginnings? One thing I find really interesting, and I know it freaks some people out, it doesn't me, it just seems like to fit with the astrology, is these vaccines that um, the um, Pfizer and Moderna ones, they're uh, called mRNA vaccines or RNA vaccines, and they actually alter DNA. So they take DNA from the virus and put it in you. And a lot of people go, oh, but I have friends who are on the trials and the science is really good, apparently. But that fits so much with all these 23s, with the age of Aquarius. It's a completely new form of vaccine um, that could change everything for us. Um, you know, whether you believe in it or not, that's just how it is. So <laughs> it's like... Right. right. I mean, so much is changing. And that's the thing that this virus, uh, certainly from what I've heard from the Akashic Records, that this virus is part of our change, right? It's changing because as we go forward, we will in future breathe differently. Yeah. We will be connected differently. Our bodies and our way of processing will be different. So um, yeah, whether you're with it or for it or unsure about it, the point is we are moving into an age of technology, of um, innovation, of breaking through the rigidity of how emotions have kept us trapped. Now, I think our emotions are super important, mm -hmm. but what we've been talking about is that so much of our emotions are bullshit. Like they're just, we're just caught up in a little trap about a story we're telling ourselves and it's all tied into the past. Yeah. And now we have to go, well, is that really true? And do I need it going forward? Right. Yeah. We can be in fear, try to hold the past back. And I was noticing that Mars is at um, 16 degrees, uh, of course, in Aries. So very much, you know, we've been talking about passion and all of this stuff that is often triggered by the, the arrow of Mars and uh, the focus. And uh, that's 17, 16 is a seven, which is about looking to the past to change the present 
change our actions in the present so that we can actually change the future. And that's very Aquarian, right? Yep, yeah. Well, right. Because with Aquarius having the two rulers, Saturn and Uranus, it's got it's a very eclectic mix of ancient and futuristic. So yeah, I've I've said for a month's long time this age of Aquarius is about taking the best of the ancient lessons and learning and from the prior ages and taking bringing things forward in a very um, innovative modern way so right and i just noticed of uranus in seven degrees seven. yes yeah. <laughs> now inner wisdom we talk about the strategy is so important what is our inner wisdom calling us to do what are we visualizing what are we envisioning what do we prepare to give up to have something different and that's part of it i think the coronavirus uh, certainly has given us that like whatever we were holding on to thinking it couldn't be different the coronavirus has proved that yes it can be different and it will be different and regardless you know people who are going i'm not going to do this or i'm not going to do that or it doesn't exist it's like yeah you can have whatever story you want to but how is that serving you is that a strategic thought that's going to help you go forward or is it just going to make drag you backwards and keep you stuck going around and around going well i will be right i will be right but yeah you may be right but you may be dead or uh left behind and um ostracized and that's the thing right what ostracizes us and that's part of the Gemini moon itself and the North Node in Gemini on this full moon. Gemini is about being open, learning new things, listening to new ways. It's, it's, it's about uh, just allowing yourself to be open to these new perspectives instead of, you know, shutting down and saying, well, no, that can't be right. We can't do it that way. We can't possibly do that. Um, the more you can stay open to learning and um, and taking on new perspectives, the easier you will move for, through this period, to be quite honest. So. Absolutely. And I think what's so important, given the numbers, the nines we talked about, is having compassion and gentleness for your fear and for your uh, wanting to stay stuck, because that makes sense. We want to stay in what we know but the world is not letting us. So what's going to make it easier, right? Yeah. What will help you move from stuck to moving in the right direction, right? Going backwards, you know, at some point, uh, you're just going to exhaust yourself and it doesn't do you any good because, yeah. you know, you just, you can't hold back time. You're talking about Saturn, which is about time. Like, and we right. were born. We were born for this time. <laughs> we were, or we would do, We would not be here. <laughs> we chose to come here. Yeah. So this is again this whole Gemini thought. Uh, you know, mind, whatever Gemini, Uranus, whatever this Aquarian energy of opening is. Thinking about what it is we want to do right now, mm. that will help us move into this new age with grace and with ease as opposed to you know battling our way through it yeah. uh you know this idea of being in rebellion that so many of us have done so well for so long is you know it's great it feels great but it actually doesn't get you anywhere it's just yeah. like you're just running in the same space getting nowhere proving a point to no one 
right? So it's like, yeah, you can do that if you want. I think it's really important for people not to get hooked up into that, like that people are doing that, people they know, people they're concerned about why are these people doing it and what can we do about it? Mm -hmm. Is we can understand that they are choosing something, but we don't need to fix it for them. Like the best way to change the world is to live the example you want to kind of share in the world. It's energetic. It's just like these people we've been talking about, AOC and the squad and all these people. Mm-hmm. They're, they're living what they believe in. They're putting their money where their mouth is. You know, they probably have fears. We know they get threats from crazy people and all kinds of stuff. And they certainly have horrible things said about them, but that doesn't stop them, right? So those are such great examples of, you can have compassion for people that are in fear, but you don't need to do anything to make sure they come along with you. You can just, you know, it's not closing your eyes. It's being aware but it's not getting hooked into, oh, these people are stopping us. Yeah, exactly. So I do want to, before we do anything else, we've been asked by a a little bird (laughs) called Piers to wish his wife, um, Catania, a very happy birthday for November the 27th. Her birthday is just before this eclipse. So she's going to have a very big birthday here. So happy birthday, Catania, from myself and Jen and from your lovely husband, Pierce, who took the time to ask us to do this. Right. Happy birthday. Have an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. So are we ready for the symbols or do we want to say anything else about this chart, do you think? I don't know if I've got much else to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just overall for me, uh, you know, I feel this real shift, but they're going to then, of course, all these all these lunations uh, hit my chart majorly because (laughs) i've uh, got a gemini moon and sagittarius stellium major planets in sagittarius so i'm really feeling the shift um and it's it's a big change and i hope you know our listeners are feeling this this underlying sense of optimism even though there's still this major chaos as 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 things start to fall apart um underlying that there's this potential this kind of a sense of an initiation as well i think we're we're going through initiation into a new way of being um and i just hope that people feel it like we do so right such important points uh, i will say the thing that's been catching my eye is vesta at 13 degrees and i think that's important because of the 13 and the fact that this is the fire keeper or the flame of our passion the thing with the hearth the heart a lot of what we've been talking about and in terms of that being um connected to this idea that there is transformation and through transformation is death yeah. and part of death is giving up the things we may have been clutching onto, hoping they would change, hoping people would get better or they would understand or things like that, um, which is just a complete waste of energy. So, so if you are lighting your fire and you have only one match or this amount of attention, which of course all of us have to, you know, we're all busy people, then what are you lighting the fire for? Uh, one of the things, like as Lou talks about this idea of um, being feeling that optimism, 
is my um, kind of puzzlement at why people are creating a reality they don't want. Like people talking about, for instance, Trump. You know, he's such a he's a great example, and I bring him up because of what's happening in the U.S. right now, where he's not conceding, etc. Blah blah blah, and all of those things. And we can think about that in terms of something negative and and polarizing and fixate on it. Or we can have a different vision, like hold the vision that it's all going to work out. It's all fine. Let me just do what I need to do and not uh, create a vision around something we don't want, making more difficulty, just putting the energy to, you know what, it's going to work out. It's all going to be fine. And this is how it's going to go, right? And this is my part in this. And part of that for all of us as a collective is holding the vision of the things we want that isn't ignoring what's going on it's just changing a tiny little focus of and the words we use and how we think about it and what we talk about and focus on it choose changing your perspective the gemini north node again right. you know uh, when when trump was elected i i, I said he's 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 playing his part he is representing a part of ourselves that has to change, you know. <laughs> so. Right. And he has changed us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now that he's done his job, we have to move our focus yeah. away from him and the idea that he's going to create more chaos and move to the idea of what is it we are strategizing or visualizing or moving towards and gather that energy and work to it because yeah we can hold on to hope and and know that it's optimistic and there's things we need to do and we still need to take action right oh based on our belief people or need we, to run for office or we need to you know whatever your part is you know i'm not saying every, of course everybody can't run for office but we need people <laughs> We need all the people to come together, whether it's, you know, forming a local community thing or, you know, using your astrology to uh, spread the word or your Akashic uh, record um, connection with your Akashic masters to uh, spread the word. We've all got our part in this. All of us people have to come together and play our part like pieces in a in a puzzle like those patterns all coming together, really, that I've talked Right, right. That's what's funny. I was talking about Scooby-Doo on my uh, uh, thing. That was coming, the pattern of Scooby-Doo. Remember when we used to do that? You know, one of the things that's so key into what Lou is saying here, I'm talking about the numbers that we pulled the cards, the 22 and the 20, and the vision is what you do can be living the passion going to the place doing the thing you need to do working in your garden it doesn't have to be something that other people can see mm. it's still beneficial because when you're doing that with optimism with strategy with hope you are sending that energy out into the world and that's what counts is optimism from each of us actually reverberates into the world just like fear and so what is it that we want to activate so by doing things we love by activating that, lighting that fire inside of us, we actually get to spread more optimism and more hope and all of those things by just being ourselves as opposed to locked in fear about what other people are doing. And to go back to that Vesta that Jen, Jen mentioned at 13 Virgo, you know, she's also devotion. And, and in Virgo, it's the sign of service to others. 
And this does not mean going into servitude and depleting <laughs> yourself, but this means true service. So if you are um, truly, um, you know, what Jen said, you know, living your passion, doing it, you're kind of adding to that collective service to humanity, to all of us together. So. Right. Right. And it's a great point. And, uh, and, you know, this month as well is about doing contribution is a great way to look at it as opposed to like serving, right? Yeah. If that makes it easier, you're contributing, what's your contribution? So your contribution could just be doing what you love, because that's spreading the word, right? That this is what's good, we should all be doing what we love, right? It does have a definite feeling of doing something a, a little bit more useful though we're moving away from you know the time where it's just you know the greed is good kind of energy of of all aspiring to have like all these toys and these mansions and we're really moving away from that time so right well the 20th century is the uh, 21st century i should say is about the people the 20 it's about contributing to the whole to the collective yeah. And so what if we recognize, and certainly that ties into the nines, if we recognize that we are a part of the collective, that we are part of the greater whole, then how will we make the whole better, right? Exactly. Because we all benefit. And so that's kind of how to think about it. It isn't like you shouldn't be who you are because you should be more truthful to yourself, but also contributing from a place of honesty and moving away from that whole Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand stuff that uh, is so uh, destructive. Oh, yeah, it really is. The, this concept of sovereign sovereignty is a, is a real thing. You know, we are sovereign beings. We get to choose everything, but it's been, it's been pushed too far. It's like sovereignty is like me first. I do whatever I want and no matter what people think in some, well, I, I think, in some places it has. So. Right. Well, I actually think that, you know, it's confusing because the truth is I agree with all of those things. The difference is when you look at things like Ayn Rand, what they're saying is most people are stupid. And so we're just going to use them, which is a very different from I'm going to do what's right for me. And I'm going to tell you that you crossing boundaries, etc. Like the honesty of being real and going, okay, is this, you know, is this taking away from the bigger picture? Or, you know, but I believe that if we truly understand we are great beings, and that by us living from a place of love, we contribute. But oh, when I, we, I, right? Yeah, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking more of, uh, you know, the um, anti-maskers and the virus hoaxes and things that are rampant at the moment. Uh, <laughs> the QAnon believers, they're yeah. all like, well, it's my freedom. I do what I want. They say I live amongst them in Utah. So. Right, right. And, you know, the big picture there is because I've asked in the records about it. It's like, yeah, this is so annoying. But in the records, it's like they're doing their part, like. This is the, the disease of that mix-up of what it means to be a sovereign being. Because to me, when I talk about being sovereign or when we talk about being a queen or something like that, there's a huge responsibility, right, to that, like to yourself and to the environment you're in. And when you leave that part out, then it's meaningless, right? You're just running around like a little kid going, I want what I want. And it's like, okay, well, if you want what you want, then you have to create that right you have to 
work to it because you can't have it both ways. You can't have all the stores open and whatever, blah, 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 whatever they want that makes no sense. It's like yeah, they yeah. want thing, everything. They basically want somebody to serve them. But yeah. sovereign beings, there's no one to serve you. You're going to have to serve yourself, right? So that's the part that they will have to realize. And that's the part we have to realize. Like we are not here to fix them, mm-hmm. right? But and we that, can't stop them from expressing. That comes back to that Leo Aquarius polarity again, that right. keeps being highlighted again and again. We can't have Aquarius without the Leo. And Leo is um, the ruler. It's the sovereignty. It's following your own heart. But it's doing it for that opposite point, bringing it in together, which is the good of the whole. So, right. And I think that these people that are doing all these things are really showing us the um, kind of the weakness or the um, emptiness of that kind of exactly. doing whatever I want, right? That it's, it's exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is a value. Like we've got to know instead of hiding or pretending that oh, this, we don't do that. Yeah, we do it because we don't, we feel insecure. Those people are doing it because they don't feel loved or heard, right? Yeah. Uh, but they, it's kind of like being in Leo out of control, right? And then we have the, we also have the Aquarian out of control, the ones that want to, to make everyone follow a path because. A very you know, authoritarian. Right, because they think they know best. Like it's kind of that Iron Rand stuff. Yeah, I know best. You're an idiot. You don't know anything, so I can cheat you, or I can tell you what to do. And those are the extremes. I've never read Ayn Rand. <laughs> I read a long time ago, and I actually enjoyed her book when I was very young. So, but I, yeah, I couldn't read it now. But um, uh, very strange. She's a fascinating figure. I think she her. Um, energy is triggered by some of these movements that we've been having in the last uh, couple of years and she's it's such a good example of great ideas gone south because they they just didn't have the human that emotional component of compassion mm-hmm. and understanding right it's just like oh i'm better than you i'm superior i have a superior mind so i can do whatever i want and that includes uh, imprisoning people or making them work for me and uh, abusing the system right exactly all righty symbols yes indeed am i going first yeah you go first all right so uh, gemini nine degrees a quiver filled with arrows the keynote man's ag- people's aggressive relationship to natural life as a basis for survival and conquest the bow and arrows represent symbolically people's ability to extend the scope of their conquest of nature and to kill enemies in order to build a larger base for the collective development of a culture and an organized society. So what's implied with the arrow is the piercing of a target. The mind of people is essentially a trance-piercing power. It goes through the object towards it is aimed. It seeks to go through and beyond the obstacles on its path. And this usually implies the destruction of the obstacle. At a higher level, as in the Zen practice of archery, the obstacle is the ego. So it's the instinctual drive of the limiting power of the ego called 
conquest and the conquest of our outer nature yeah and i love that it's an arrow and um that the sun is in and the south node is in sagittarius on the releasing end so we're releasing the arrow pointing to where we want to go <laughs> so yeah i love this symbolism at first it confused me i was like oh it's talking about conquest we don't want to attack people but no you we get the point now so right yeah, yeah. And my symbol, the Chandra symbol, um, is um, wild flowers growing around the ruins of a temple, catching a second wind, taking a booster rocket from one cycle to another, one lifetime to another, one whole stage in evolution to another, shut out of a cannon to discover the next great thing. You are wildly attentive to signs and portents, looking for a way to the future, coming out of immense soul experience with flying colours leaping forth into the new. Enthusiastic, naive and impressionable, eager for a thousand universes to come true, you feel that ultimate springtime quality of fresh immediacy and wind-blown alacrity just sensing all through the body and soul, the possibilities, the openings, what wants to happen next. A destiny bearer, universal in spirit and in the right place at the right time for remarkable synchronicities and huge turnarounds. I just love that symbol. <laughs> it's like, and just the words, the wild flowers growing around the ruins of a temple reminds me of what's being flowered out of um, the old structures of our society starting to really collapse the structures of the uh, patriarchy, for want of a, a better word. Um, and it just feels that fills me with optimism, this symbol too. So. The potential that wildflowers will continue to seed no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And, and that it even says we're moving from one cycle to another and a lifetime to another. It's like you can't make this stuff up <laughs> in light of what we've been talking about with the ages. Right. right. And I think both symbols speaking very much to what we addressed. Uh, yeah. In the... Definitely. Yeah. It's got very forward movement as well and vision. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that fierce compassion that is needed for this time. Absolutely. All right. So before we just tell you where we can find us, I just want to remind you again about the free call, November the 25th. You can find details on Instagram or on um, our Facebook page, Weirdly Magical. Our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash um, weirdly magical. And again, happy birthday to Catania. So, <laughs> and Jen, how can people find you? So you can find me on my website, jendushen.com, J E N D U C H E N E. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, jendushen. Uh, Global Guardian of the Akashic Records, and I also have a group. I'm on Instagram, and um, yeah, you can find my cards, the Illuminating Journey cards, on my website. 
and I also have uh, classes. I teach classes and I have a uh, YouTube channel, Jen Duchenne, Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. And I do classes, teaching, and that is on my website. And I have a new class coming up at the beginning of the year. Um, Independence, a traveler's guide. So if you're interested, you can reach out to me. Okay, and I am Louise Eddington, um, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N dot com. And uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology is my business name. That's in on Instagram, my Facebook page. I have a, a group called Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. Um, I offer readings, uh, consultation style or uh, pre-recorded um, astrology readings. Um, and um, what else? Oh, my books, my two books. Um, you can find the links to those on my website also, but they're Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. Um, I'm going to be speaking at a couple of events coming up in the new year, and I'll talk more about that later. And I am going to be launching my Cosmic Owl Astrology School in the new year. And um, I was planning on doing it in 2020, but 2020 happened and I did not. <laughs> it just didn't feel right. And it now it feels right as we move into the mutation into air signs and into Aquarius energy. So, yeah, so perfect. So for now, it's a good. Oh, don't forget to leave us. Um, um, uh, what's the word on on uh, reviews? <laughs> reviews. Please leave, <laughs> us, please leave us reviews on our Facebook page or on iTunes or anywhere where you can leave reviews. And I could not. <laughs> <laughs> so for now, it's goodbye from Lou and goodbye from Jen. <laughs>